Uh, so I'd like to uh, begin tonight's reflections by sharing a, a short teaching story um, before I get into what the theme is. So uh, sometimes I, I, I find something that feels to me to, to kind of sum up the whole talk. So if you, you hear this bit, then you, you go to sleep for the rest of it. You'll have got the, the main bit, hopefully. But um, this story kept coming back to me and I actually couldn't find the original, so I hope everybody involved will forgive me for paraphrasing wildly. But yeah, it just it spoke so strongly to me and I hope, I hope it will be helpful. So this is a story somewhere in a book by Pema Chodron about uh, many years ago, beginning near the beginning of her practice, where she describes um, going into an interview, or I don't know if they called them that, a conversation with her teacher, uh, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche. And she described, as I remember, you know, talking a lot and talking the whole time and telling him how terrible this was and that was and all the difficulties in her life and how overwhelming it was. And... and as then he was walking with her to the door at the end of the interview, he was, I imagine him kind of walking and nodding kindly, saying, yes, that's like when you're walking into the sea, you know, into the surf is the waves are strong and you're walking in there and the waves just knock you down, wave knocks you down and you're down there and you've got sand up your nose and in your ears and... You can't see anything, and but you stand up. You manage to stand up, and then you keep going, and then another wave knocks you over. <laughs> you go down again, and you're down there. You're in the sand. You've got sand in every orifice, and you just yeah, you can hardly get up, but you get up, and you keep going. And he said, as what I recall is, then as you keep going, as you keep standing up and moving forward the waves appear to be getting smaller. So, the waves appear to be getting smaller. Yeah. So, what's all that about? <laughs> well, I don't know if that speaks to you, but uh, I, I want to talk tonight about patience and determination as two of the great paramis, the great perfections, the qualities or capacities of mind that perhaps are part of what enable us to stand up again and to move forward and which actually ultimately uh, bring this strange uh, experience of the waves becoming smaller appearing smaller. The paramis that help us to uh, cross the flood, the floods of the world, the floods of the mind, the floods of sensuality and becoming, of views, of, of ignorance, which we uh, know we're, this is, this is our predicament, isn't it? In a, on retreat or off retreat, and 
it's um and the sense that again i know you 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 recognize at times when when certain qualities the wholesome qualities of mind are really strong you you probably know i'm sure you will know this that there's somehow a way in which the same experience or the same thought or the same physical sensation or the same feeling you know the same something happens and you can feel like the that the qualities of mind are present that somehow render that experience different so our experience is 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 i mean it's a it's part of what we're investigating isn't it it's not so obvious not so uh uh solid fixed real our experience actually what is that what is experience there's a question why <laughs> and it's it's uh something we give so much weight to don't we it's like my experience is so important <laughs> and maybe that's why we're here you know we want to get you know sort it out or um <laughs> understand it or and 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 in a way question you know what's the it that we are um, so dedicated to uh sorting out so experience is you know it's perhaps as as you you know at times you can you can see in this way that that there's something being constructed or made or built or that it's it's conditioned it's 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 happening it's a uh, and 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 it and it's changeable it's uncertain and it's some strange kind of coming together of external st- stimuli we could say and internal patterns of what we tend to attend to what we tend to see how we see our views and i think that that's somehow that's an important piece that's that's an important part of how the waves begin to appear smaller and that they have less impact that somehow oh you know what feels so personal and so solid it's like oh you know where is that or you know is it really <laughs> so i think i mean that that this talk really is kind of um maybe just picking these two qualities of patience and determination and seeing how they both help us to uh yeah to to um see see clearly see with with wisdom and uh um yeah be able to stand in 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 the midst of what life is and our minds are so throwing throwing our way 
And I know Susan talked about dukkha on Tuesday, and um, so I won't I won't say too much about that. But just to again remind us that, um, and I think I know myself. I also need to keep reminding myself of this that it's turning towards the dukkha, turning somehow accepting the dif- the the presence of difficulty that is such a isn't that a moment of that's a path moment it's a path moment it's and i feel it's something we have to kind of remember again and again that that this is not a mistake it's not instead of it's not <laughs> something that you know we shouldn't be experiencing all of those things which we obviously inevitably can think and feel because of the natural kind of tendency to dislike what is unpleasant because often those difficulties and obstacles can feel unpleasant and so there's something quite kind of takes a lot of faith and courage and and wisdom to 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 turn towards to keep to remember that this dukkha this difficulty is is the very place of revelation potentially it's the very moment of release, potentially. I find, I don't know if that makes sense to you, I find that very inspiring, encouraging. To turn toward, and I know I said this in other talks, it was such a key teaching for me earlier in my practice from Christina Feldman, that coming into practice with, with you know, huge tidal waves of, difficulty and dukkha and floods and just hearing the possibility of that that I can I could tell from the way she was saying it that it was you know true for her and just the possibility of that that beacon of ah okay yeah yeah and even while I can't do it and sometimes I can't do it now either you know but I know it's possible so Whatever way we can to um, to really keep reminding ourselves of of this, you know, obstacles or what feels difficult, what feels like it's in the way. It's, it's so much to do with our relationship towards it. To it, if we can find some kind of what I think of as approach qualities, like interest or friendliness, you know, that that can kind of um, bring us out of that aversiveness. So Ajahn Lee said, uh, the, m- the most important factors for anyone practicing to gain release from all suffering and stress are perseverance and endurance. For every kind of goodness has to have obstacles blocking the way. I love that. I think that's so amazing. Because I, I don't know, again, it's for you to check it out for yourself, but somehow, oh, every, for every kind of goodness has to have obstacles blocking the way. So, you know, it, it's the, something Thich Nhat Hanh said about compost and flowers, you know, it's that kind of, but... Boy, to really, to really, uh, to really have some way of of understanding that, of uh, 
one one way I that's often helped me a lot. I don't know, is to see our experience as energy that gets confused and gets all knotted up and kind of shoved off here or kind of scattered and it's just energy that needs some gathering needs some kindness it needs you know just some holding gently holding it's just this kind of kind of stuff (laughs) that may not work for you but yes some of you know by now i have very strange kind of things but it's anyway maybe that makes some sense to, to some of you if not ignore um but find your own way you know some people are very visual use, using the imagination of course there's wonderful traditions aren't there of demons you know and using using that to kind of embody and express sort of difficulty very skillful i think for some of us um sometimes but anyway that's a whole other talk probably so patience, this first quality I like to touch on very in, inexhaustib- inexhaustibly, but hopefully just to point to that. And as always, to really invite you to let the words point you back to your own being, your own heart, your own wisdom. You know? There's so much, so much wisdom in, in this room. Well, of course, it's not a thing, but anyway, it's <laughs> feels like that. Now, what do you know about patience? What do you know about impatience? Yeah. Maybe sometimes I think impatience is a synonym for dukkha. It's just, isn't that... I've, I've been, as I've been reflecting on this theme, I've just been so aware of like, wow, there's a lot of impatience around. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Which often happens, doesn't it, when you take up a, a cultivation theme. You try and be mindful and then like half the day, it's like, oh my goodness, you know, not very mindful. <laughs> and that's just, okay, that's just how it goes. Patience, patience. One of the things that's been knocking around in my head a bit around this is the idea of being a patient. I, hmm, yeah, you know, being a patient. That sense of putting your broken arm in the in the hands, the skillful hands of a nurse. It's like st- something like that way of patience being a kind of like admitting we're really sick, you know. Sick in the head, sick in the body. <laughs> just, you know, yeah. Oh. Um, I haven't got it all together. Um, help me, nurse. Right? Well, of course, that's our own. That's not someone else. That's what we're finding. What we're finding in our in our own hearts and minds. So I'm to share with you a wonderful passage by Ajahn Sumedho. I think this is an evening with the Ajahns, actually, so may, may they all be blessed. Metta is kindness with awareness. It doesn't mean 
we resign ourselves to mediocrity or tyranny. It means that we don't get caught in the patterns of fear, depression, jealousy or resentment. When we stop dwelling in aversion for ourselves or others, it is easier to bear with life's vicissitudes. There's a lot in there, but just, again, a, a kind of sense of an aspect of patience, which is really about kindness. It's about kindness. It's, a, it's an expression of wise kindness. Acceptance. Yeah. So another aspect of patience, if we kind of want to get to know it, like what is it really? There is something, isn't there, about a timeless or a sense of coming out of our timetables and our schedules and our I've got to get here by then and <laughs> the sense of time even very subtly happening in our experience so we're slightly holding back or we're leaning forward the time boundary or the time sense of so this timetable just kind of I think that's something very that's that's something very important about patience that it's not um, it takes as long as it takes you know and like when you can really really Let's take this thing out of the time bit, you know. What, where, where, what happens if you can see your practice without any time involved? I don't know that. It's just something very, oh. Mm. So, where, where are you then? Where, where's your practice? There's no future or past kind of pulling at you or pushing and what does that what happens to what we're struggling with or what we you know what we feel caught up in if we if we if we somehow stop trying to escape into the past and the future and actually again turn around to face the demon we stop running Ajahn Sumedho again said, when you are willing to be the one who has all the time in the world to be with the existing condition, you can let it cease. All the patience in the world, when you have the patience to be with the existing condition, you can let it cease. Yes. I'm going to come back to that. but um, We place so much of our hope in time. And it will let you down <laughs> every time. <laughs> we place so much of our hope in the future. Uh, in... Yeah. So 
also it's like the mind opening as a different scale or framework to place our sense of our practice in. It's like that's here and now. That's always here and now. Opening to what what is. So another really key aspect of patience is this quality of enduring, tolerating, bearing with. And uh, how, how much more capacity we have to bear with things than we think. I remember many years ago, um, one of my teachers, Martine Batchelor, remember during a retreat when I was suffering greatly, I'd say tied in about 15 knots. And um, she said at one point during the, the retreat, bear beyond strength. Bear beyond strength. And that really caught, really caught my attention as, as something that I kind of carried, it sort of helped to carry me through. Um, because it was somehow, I guess, what that kind of, what I got from that was it's not about me or me doing it or, but just something almost beyond my own strength that, that could just hold and, you know, moment at a time. So, so the Buddha, patient endurance is the supreme austerity for overcoming that which obstructs. Again, it's like the the way that patience, patient endurance, is a part of what you know can transform our difficulties into compassion, into I leave you to fill in that. Ajahn Suchito said, Patience holds the heart still in the presence of its suffering until it lets go of the ways in which it creates suffering. And there's a, there's a teaching to, to learn by heart and carry with you if you wish to. It's, it's, find that very complete somehow. Patience holds the heart still in the presence of its suffering until it lets go of the ways in which it creates suffering. So it's not putting up with it until it goes away, is it? (laughs) Just throw that in there. Because I think that can be so much what we can get into or think of when we think of patience. Like, yeah, okay, or, you know, kind of gritting your teeth and until it's over. <sighs> I mean, what's that? I came up with a, it's like an equation. That's aversion plus time equals suffering. <laughs> yeah. 
not so helpful. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think of my own conditioning from certain parts of my background and there's such a strong emphasis on that. What I know is, you know, you get your head down and you just kind of kind of keep going. <laughs> you just, um, dog it and like that. Maybe that's helpful sometimes. But it's not patience. <laughs> if you see me around the place doing that, you'll know. She's Caroline's being dogged. But not patient. <laughs> so this last summer I had an um, experience, a long plane trip to Europe. And um, I don't want to say too much about the detail. And you probably have your own stories or your own experiences of travel. Or I think it was a particularly... Um, arduous few days because it it's sort of a journey that should have taken half a day took three days and a lot of the way was such a there was such a lot of reflections on patience and impatience and, and myself and, and others and I could feel my own sense of what I could put up with and bear stretching stretch <laughs> creaking open and and then at some point it really just sort of oh okay no, no control and almost oh okay this is difficult I'm not getting any sleep I missed one whole night then I missed another night except I had 40 minutes and you know that kind of where and I'm not very good at staying staying up all night and all that and um it was Really, one of the most remarkable things about it, um, other than, well, one of the things was how everybody, because it was a whole plane load of people who got, you know, into a difficult situation, and people were, on for the most part, so kind. You know, it was one of those situations where it just brought out so much good and people, people were being helping each other and being kind and... You know, it was just really, really lovely. Um, and so that was that was kind of a lovely thing to be part of. And just a lot of patience from other people that really supported my own patience. I was thinking part of what helps cultivate patience is it being around patient people. It really, really helps. It gives you a sense of what's possible. But the thing that struck me the most, I think, was, and maybe this is relevant to different situations in our life and, and on retreat, where actually you, you find, and I certainly did in that particular situation, and I think of other situations in my life, that you, you, you sort of find that you have much greater capacity to bear hardship than you think. I think I think this is very important for our practice somehow because we can think can't we and I know I'm I'm as guilty of this as anyone sometimes we think about what's going to happen or we think I won't be able to bear it or you know all of that and then actually in the moment of just you know one foot at a time okay we're here we're right right it's it's like this kind of something can rise up and there's a capacity for just 
you know, dealing with it somehow, just, just hanging in there. So I, I feel like that's something about patience that is, it's much, much more available than we think. Because if we think about it, it's not that. It's moment, here, now, patient with this. Patient or just being, oh, okay, this is what's happening. And it has that um, aspect of wisdom. These are conditions. This is, you know, how it is. Am I going to, you know, fight that or huh, not? So something about meeting... Our, our moments of uh, mm, impatience with this very this is probably the uh, last thing I'll say on on this because I want to get to 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 the other topic the determination part as well that if if we can practice and I've been doing this a lot in the last week or so because of part of preparing it's been really interesting to know how if you have the intention or the interest or just the curiosity to see what what happens if I bring some sense of patience right to this you know horrible feeling this fear this pain this like what happens if you can actually actually come there stay there and kind of it's 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 simplifying it's not strategizing so i'll be patient in half an hour when i've you know when it's like ah it's very direct it's very um and i i've i've found this really interesting just staying with that staying with that staying with that it's something at some point kind of it's like it gives up it kind of the, the, the strategizing and the it's just like oh okay and then something can open around what before was so caught up in I and I've got to sort out my fear and I can't and all this kind of um, that whole process it can kind of just st- sort of stop on that level and just become more something like sensation feeling perceptions patient with this this moment this right here and maybe maybe we can um, explore this again I much more could be said um, but how how amazing it is I, f- I find I mean partly from having to think of something to say I have to think about these things and I find this the taking a a theme or a topic how how it it comes to life in in your life it's kind of I know you all know that but it's it's worth remembering especially um well especially in our life but yeah on retreat too okay so so I want to shift gear a bit for the last part of the talk. I hope this is okay. It's a bit of a jump. But it's also 
I felt like I wanted to see what it was like to contemplate these two different paramis in the same talk. So, see if you can just... Okay, so, determination. Um, We might think of it as resolve or a kind of persevering kind of dedication or kind of decision. I think it has that sort of quality to it, a sort of commitment. And I I find that sits very interestingly next to patience, almost a kind of, I don't know, a bit of a yin-yang thing or something. And there's something strengthening about the determination so for example if you if you bring the two together you have well of course with all the paramis and they all support each other so you have you can resolve to be patient so you have that supporting the desire or the intention to be patient but you also when you make resolves when you make commitments you have patience to help you follow it through. So they, they, I don't know, I feel like they, they're very, they, they, they really work together in a very empowering kind of way somehow. So determination is that uh, something that strengthens our intention. So we might have lots of good and wise intentions in our practice. But what is it actually that helps us to follow through? You know, whether it's patience or just coming and sitting and being mindful, just what is it that helps that helps you to stay here? You know, you came and then you stayed. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't still be here. You wouldn't if you hadn't had some kind of resolve, some determination. So I think to recognize that, to recognize that just showing up, you know, just coming and sitting and coming and walking and that, that in coming back to the breath, in, in, in coming back to our theme, that there's this quality of determination, this quality of resolve is being cultivated. So it's like recognize, I think sometimes with these wholesome qualities, the main thing we have to do is recognize it's, oh, yeah. It's actually <laughs> resolve. It's actually here. It's available. It's there is some capacity for that. Maybe more than again. Maybe with patience, more than we think. But it's kind of recognizing that, honoring, and kind of respecting that, because it's be so easy to think, oh, you know, not good enough. And it has such power, doesn't it? If you've ever sort of really reflected on that experience of making a resolve and then following through with it. It's so that can bring so much so much good into the world, you know, in terms of what you do in the world or into your own life and your own practice. And I think one of the really the main reasons for that is that the resolve or a determination or a a commitment is a channel for our love and wisdom to be expressed, to be embodied. And that feels good. That feels uh, 
empowering and enlivening. Does that make sense? I'll say it again. It's just as I've been reflecting on this, particularly this quality of determination, I feel like, you know, when it comes from wise reflection, from real grounded wise reflection, and when it's connected with what, what we really most deeply care about and value and aspire to, then it when it when it when we follow through with it when we follow through which is which really what that means is allowing it to inform our our actions it's like ah oh, it feels like health giving and it brings happiness it brings strength yeah and i i think it's um it's so common for us to feel and I include myself in this category, to feel disempowered, to feel, oh, I can't, and that's what we struggle with so much, and, you know, not, not good enough, and, you know, all that. <laughs> and yet, and yet, there is this capacity, you know, and I know it's in all of you, because you wouldn't be here if it wasn't. And... We have this power, you know, we have this life energy that can come forth and for our benefit and the benefit of others. And, and this making an, of wise resolves is such a key, such a key part of that. Um, I knew I was trying to, to do cover too much in this talk. <laughs> oh, well. Um, oh, oh, where are we? Hmm. Mm. Mm. <laughs> this is what I'm doing a lot in my room <laughs> through my notes oh my goodness okay I can't find one mm. I wanted to read you what the, the Buddha said oh here it is phew so he, the four great determinations or resolves mentioned by the Buddha. One should not be negligent of discernment. One should guard the truth. One should be devoted to relinquishment and train only for calm. These are the four uh, great determinations. Now I want to share maybe... Um, an experience that I had about 18 months ago where I, I undertook a determination reflection. So actually contemplating some areas of my life where I, I am prone sometimes to draw grids, you know, and you have different areas of your life, right, okay. And then I picked four that I wanted to bring some reflection to, I could feel, okay, there's something, maybe some unskillfulness there, or I want to kind of support it, I want to strengthen that part of my life, or my capacity to, to, to deal with that more skillfully. And it took a while, I can't remember exactly, but I think it took quite a number of days of just mulling, and thinking, and reflecting on, in each area of this, in each area of my life, what quality of mind, what quality of heart do I really want to like bring in there 
and kind of highlight when I'm in those situations, when I'm facing that particular issue. What do I really, and what I got from that were these four kind of, like it came from, you know, came from the heart, it came from the mind. Um, Sobriety, responsibility, the third one was actually two words and it wouldn't let me, I had to have two, I couldn't have one for the third one. It was honesty and authenticity. And the fourth one was peace. And I won't go into the detail of what the areas of the life were, but I just, it's sort of offering it to you as a practice in a way. That it's, it, and it, it's um, something I'm kind of going back to, but it, for a couple of months it formed kind of a really great framework for my practice and in those areas. And it's something about allowing our own wise reflection to kind of bring forth a resolve, both a direction like that, and then some specific commitments, some specific, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do that, that are actually coming from that and based on that, that's the firm foundation. So I don't know if you've had experience, I certainly have, of making resolves and then it just doesn't, you know, there's no follow through. And I, I think what I've learned about this is that it's the wise reflection, it's that rootedness in kind of our deeper sense of what we really want, what we really value, what we really care about, our own, if you like, wisdom about what's needed. And then to be able to keep going back to that when we slip, when we get confused, we go back to that and almost repeat the process of the reflection again. And then it's like that to me is like a firm foundation, which apparently is one of the ways of translating the aditana, the Pali word for determination. And I think that that also is such a teaching for any work that we're doing in the world, anything we're doing. It's like the the foundations, that there really is this thorough sense of reflection, wisdom, your own and others maybe coming together and that it's it's sifted it's it's uh and it's really taking account of the realities of the limitations of the actuality of the conditions in our in our life in our in our, in our minds and that when when the reflection is that thorough then the chances of success are much much greater and there much more chance of somehow sort of following through so gosh i want to say a lot more about determination um in our meditation um maybe as i was saying you know just coming back just being here and Maybe the determination of simplicity, and I know talking to some people this is so important because there's so many words and teachings and practices. So maybe coming towards the end of these reflections and maybe just coming back to this 
moment of however you feel right now as we're here together. Whatever you can sense of a simple intention or just hearing, just sensation. And what you can say or how you can guide yourself, how you can, um, how your practice can actually flower from these conditions, these conditions, not any other conditions that can flower and grow up through that soil, you know, because the, the roots, the roots are there, the roots in the wisdom. But the practice itself can be simple. And just one more quote to, to share from a, a Zen teaching, I don't know its exact source, which I love as a kind of pithy, concise teaching. It says, try to be as still as you can and stop telling yourself stories. <laughs> this is such a, like, you know, a slap on the slap in the face of the wet fish. So, kind of quality to it. <laughs> you know, you could go a long way on that, couldn't you? you know, try to be as still as you can and stop telling yourself stories. So, yeah. So maybe I'll kind of begin to draw this to a close. I hope these two, these two paramis, you know, I mean, we could spend weeks on either one of them. And maybe those aren't the qualities that are kind of up for you. But sometimes I think, you know, it's like, oh, okay, what's needed? What's really needed? And sometimes it's patience and sometimes it's some kind of wise resolve and just to know we can it's like this fantastic resource it's right here you know it's not anywhere else and just to encourage us all to to draw on our resources you know for our own for our own welfare and for what we can then for what we can offer so, I actually, uh, I'd like to share a, a poem with you in closing, which is, you hear, somewhat relevant, but I just, I, I, I've been looking for an opportunity to share it, and uh, <laughs> I thought, I think I can sneak this one in here. So, I hope you enjoy it. It's a, a poem by David Budbill called Bugs in a Bowl. Han Shan, that great and crazy, wonder-filled Chinese poet of a thousand years ago, said, We're just like bugs in a bowl, all day going around, never leaving their bowl. I say, that's right, every day climbing back up the steep sides, sliding back, over and over again, around and around, up and back down. Sit in the bottom of the bowl, head in your hands, cry, moan, feel sorry for yourself, 
or look around. See your fellow bugs. Walk around. Say, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Say, nice bowl. So, thank you, fellow bugs. <laughs> so, let's chant the reflection on the sharing of the blessings together. <laughs> 